Hi, welcome to the BLink podcast. My story today is on burnout among healthcare workers. I'm Shreya Mohan. As India's health workers firefight COVID-19's second wave that has officially left over 2.8 lakh people dead and hundreds of thousands infected, a helpless medical task force is quietly burning out physically and emotionally. According to the Indian Medical Association's records this week, 1080 doctors have died of complications related to COVID-19 since the pandemic hit India last year. 3 have died in the last 24 hours. I talked to former IMA chief Dr. Ravi Vankhedkar who's also treasurer at World Medical Association and he told me that one of the first steps of easing stress and burnout is taking care of the survival needs of healthcare workers. Frontline workers are exposed to more viral load than others and yet hospitals are slacking when it comes to offering them prompt vaccination, high quality PPE kits, the assurance of a hospital bed in case they get infected and most importantly job security. Listen in for more. How would you describe the mental and emotional strain that doctors have been subjected to during the second wave? One word is helplessness. We are trained to do maximum possible for the patient, and your utter sense of helplessness in factors beyond our control. and then this basic feeling of helplessness gives rise to dejection frustration mm-hmm. anger depends on how your personality is yeah and how you try to cope with it you had also said in your tweet that when you talked about dr vivek rai that this is nothing yeah. short of murder by the system can you explain this a little more also if you knew him personally please tell me a bit about what really led up to it what was he like as a person when i said murder it is definitely a murder people are dying not only doctors but even the patients die because of lack of facility when we aspire to become a super power or a developed nation when we say that we are sending spacecrafts up to mars we can't make available oxygen or basic beds basic medical supplies we export so much of brain power to the entire world each and every country of the world you will find one injured doctor 40% of the national health service of uk is having asian doctors 27% of indian origin doctors are there in the health system of united states it is not that we are not having the technical know how to be very frank i don't know him personally my junior doctor colleagues from that hospital called me up told me sir second such thing has happened and please help him out when you think help him out you mean before the suicide After, after oh okay and that is why specifically tweeted it mm-hmm. and i also informed our all discussed this issue with the our current ima leadership mm-hmm. saying that we also need to help his family financially also the see to it that we have started a initiative ima emotional wellbeing for doctors and medical students huh. because we had anticipated this issue much before the covid pandemic set in okay. because burnouts extremely common yeah especially in the middle aged group doctors and younger age group younger age group have a different set of problems and middle aged doctors are having a different set of issues can you explain young 
doctors because of again bad governance government changing rules their entire youth is gone in studying and trying to set a career blatant privatization of medical education with mm. changes of rules mm. stability in life by 35 he completes his medical education and thereafter he starts to establish himself mm. then because of peer pressure lot of loans educational loans setting up of practices loans yeah. by the time he reaches middle age he is overburdened with loans and the unethicality which has unfortunately crept in mm. that is again under the financial pressure and poor working conditions all this has led to lot of emotional burnout before the pandemic and what about for the middle aged group what is their specific that, that is middle aged when ultimately after completing education by 35 10-15 years down the years of his career, mm. he finds that he is going nowhere. You mean Completely the feeling of helplessness? Feeling of helplessness, burden, not being able to meet family expectations, so many things. Mm. Poor working conditions is one major reason. Mm. See, this corporatization of medical services, where for-profit organizations are now ruling the roost. I call them faceless medical malls, and they exploit the patients and the doctors equally. So, as a result, you are let off the hook very easily when it comes to ethics. Yeah, that is why you see huge advertisements of big hospital chains. Mm. For example, a doctor is not allowed to advertise. But the hospital, for-profit hospital, can definitely advertise. 2018, nationally, mm. IMA started this initiative, which we call Doctors for Doctors. IMA initiative for emotional well-being of doctors and medical students. Oh, how interesting! We were also alarmed by the spate of news that every month postgraduate resident doctors were committing suicide somewhere or other in the country. Lot of uh, news items came in that somewhere in Assam, somewhere in Delhi, somewhere in Mumbai for a variety of reasons. So that is why we started this initiative. So And how are you intervening to, exactly? Last huh? year we provided a nationally helpline for especially healthcare workers for okay. doctors in emotional distress. And nurses also, all sorts of healthcare workers. I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. That, that is, but specifically for this particular purpose also. Mm. We are running two, three helplines. We mm. are running a helpline even for Delhi Police separate helpline. Okay. We are running a separate helpline for general patients trying to arrange beds, oxygen, everything. Our aim is to first sensitize our own community that yes, you are having some problem. Try to understand. The doctors are very austere. Like we mm. never accept that we are having any mental issues. I am very blunt about it. What should hospitals be doing to ease this mental load? There are two sets of issues. One set is different in public health sector, and one is the private health sector. Right. Huh. Public health sector, obviously, people are inadequately paid. Mm. No proper treatment facilities post COVID. Mm. No guarantee. See, even this much tom tom scheme of fifty lakh insurance. Out mm. of the seven fifty-six doctors, only two eighty-eight doctors have bought the insurance claim. What is the scheme? The government last year announced mm. a scheme that if any doctor or healthcare worker succumbs to COVID in the duty of COVID, he will get a insurance cover of fifty lakh rupees. Oh. And IMA documented seven thirty-six deaths of doctors. There is no record in the, maintained by the government health ministry. Mm. Of 
death of doctors or healthcare workers. Seven thirty-six is only doctors last year. Through and various ways, I mean, this, this is not all. No, no, COVID, 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 due to COVID. In public health, working conditions should improve. This working conditions includes surety of job, safety of job, incentivization. Hmm. You can't have contractual doctors and healthcare workers for years together. Still, you will see now that Gujarat, Maharashtra, Haryana, Uttar Pradesh, so many mm. doctors, interns, residents, medical teachers mm. are doing their strikes, unfortunately, or threatening to go on strike mm. just for the simple demand that makes it us permanent. permanent. Yeah. How does the contractual thing work? If you can give me one example, is it usually for a year or so, or? It is contracts are usually for eleven months. Hmm. There were several labor court judgments that if the contract is for one year, hmm. you are deemed to be permanent. So government gives for eleven months. Oh, I see. And then you know how the wheels of bureaucracy work. Hmm. Then hmm. some greasing has to be done for the wheels of bureaucracy to renew your contract. Then there is no surety of bed for the healthcare worker who is even working in that hospital. Even nurses, I I'm told, are very, very insecure because a lot of hospitals want to outsource this nursing to private organizations. That is what I am saying. Contractual hiring yeah. is now the new norm. But health is one subject where you can't afford to have changes frequently. And so there so needs to be active government regulation on, on all these fronts to ensure that doctors get more safety and security. Then they should first address their in-house public health sector. And unless and until we spend 10% of our GDP at least, our systems are not going to improve. Our systems are not going to improve yes, unless yes. and until we spend funding given and priority is given to the health sector. Mm -hmm. And that will happen only if health becomes an election issue in our country. And do you think with this second wave, the health is anywhere closer to becoming an election issue? Fortunately, it is a big no. Mm. We saw this health budget this year. Mm. This is jugglery of figures where the budget has not at all of pure health has not increased. Mm. The inflated figures are because they have clubbed water and sanitation ministry into it. Mm. We need to increase the health budget. Health should be enshrined in the constitution as a basic right. Today it is not there in the constitution. Mm. It is implied in the right to life. But right to health should be a basic right enshrined in the constitution as the right to education has been enshrined.